beautiful evening to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us for our very first DVD monthly interview. We said earlier that once a month, the last Friday of every month, we'll be having these interviews where we'll be talking about and going to greater details about our study of the month. And this month we've studied and we are still studying the subject of love. And this evening I'll be interviewing a young lady. Uh, Monique Adulti will be talking about love, looking for love in all the wrong places, and how love wins. I'm sure you enjoyed the interview. you see how the power of love can literally create new beginnings and transform our lives continuously. And I pray that the same things that as God has done in the life of Monique, He will do in your life in Jesus' name. God bless you. Enjoy this interview. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. How are we all doing? It's a beautiful evening here, Lagos, Nigeria, and Monica. I wish I could say she's in New York, but she's in Lagos, Nigeria, at some other angle with me. Uh, like we said earlier this, uh, this year, uh, we'll be introducing some other things to our devotional, and we spoke about uh, the the interviews, you know, that's, you know, to, to deepen our conversations, uh, we'll be inviting, you know, people, uh, and we'll be airing it the last Friday of every month, even though in the English language, love is love, I love you, myself and Monica were discussing on Sunday, I love my dog, I love Dudu, I love my car, I love my wife, I love God, you know, so I love my wife like I love Dudu, but not exactly. But the English language does not make that uh, difference for us. But in Greek, they have different words that you know that connote the meaning of love, and we spoke about that. And this last week, we've been talking about the fact that love is living, the fact that you know the power of love is unleashed when we live it out. So our discussion with Monica this evening will flow all through in and out and in and out the different things and anywhere she wants to take us this evening. So before we go on, Monica, how are you doing? Can you hear me? I'm very well, Pastor Niyi. Thank oh. you. Yes, so you I can do, hear you. Do you want to do some introduction about yourself? Can we? Can you do? I know you, but okay. Tell us about yourself. Oh yes, my name is uh, my name is Monica. I'm a mom, first of all, and I love God um i love to laugh i love to dance uh so i i see life as um, something to be enjoyed so i do that and professionally i am a graduate of mass communication i have master's degree and i have worked in the learning and development space for more than 18 years of my career and currently i'm also into um, nigeria movie reviews i have a blog called lolly rated and i'm also i've also started something in um, for uh, smes on people management so that's a little about me and i don't know what else uh, pastor you would like to know no so tell us about your childhood growing up love how was it growing up i believe i believe that that's the that's the cradle of love that's how we begin to feel love or not feel it or the different things so let's let's go let's go there okay that's interesting because um i can't say i understand the concept of love from childhood because frankly i felt um looking back now i was one year old when my mother dropped me with her own mother and after that, I never lived with any of my parents till now. And so I do understand where, what love was. But I, my grandmother, well, she provided for me. She cared for me. And I believe that is her own way of loving. And um, so that's uh, growing up in Abelkuta. Um, also, um, I live with my aunts in secondary school. And I guess her own way of showing love is extreme discipline and that is the way and, and that's how i understand it extreme discipline and i can't say i understood love growing up because what i understand of love right now is different from what i understood growing up so it's totally 
different. Um, there was not show, there was no show of affection. There was no everything is about do this, do that, or else if you don't do this, there will be consequences, and the consequences were heavy all the time which affected uh, my self-esteem affected my idea of who god is growing up i felt all i had to do was do something and god was going to hammer me down so even when i became a believer the idea of becoming a believer was so that god would not punish me so i did things i tried to do the, to live right just so i would not get punished that was my own idea so from the things you have said now in your you know so i'm just going back you know as you're talking i'm just going through the thing to discuss so if i ask you at that stage how would you have defined love because you know these were obviously the people that you called loved ones were living with your grandma your aunt and all that so Technically speaking, they were loved ones, but that's how. So, what if they asked you at that point, how would you describe or define love back then? Well, I've described it as uh, being provided for and being sent to school. That was all. Interesting. Interesting. So, but well, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, so how did that? I know you said a little bit about that. How did it affect your? your understanding of love growing up into teenage years you spoke about inferiority complex and all that how did it affect you know and like i said we're talking about what we're talking about this evening is looking for love in all the long run places to the point where love wins so did it make you you know that song yeah. looking for love looking for love in all the wrong places i know you are su did you, did you hear that song well i don't know but i know i don't know the song but i know the, yeah, idea. the chorus okay cool so <laughs> Did, did yes, that make yes. you look for love? Did you feel? Did you feel that you know, with that kind of background, did you feel there was something missing in this love equation? And did it make, did it make you look for love? And if yes, how were you looking for it? And where were you looking for? It? What were you looking for? Okay. Um, yes, it made me. I wouldn't have said it was love I was looking for. Is later I realized it was love I was looking for. I was looking for acceptance and i felt that the only way for people to like me was to keep doing good things for them so i was generally a doormat i would allow people to do anything to me just so that they can like me and accept me into their circle it happened in i don't have a lot of recollection of my primary school but i have quite a recollection of my secondary school um i would want to be friends with the girls who were popular just so they could accept me to their circle unfortunately it was a double-edged sword for me i was the principal's niece so everybody thought that uh, because i was the principal's niece they couldn't bring me to their circle because they thought i was a snitch mm. but i wasn't i was uh, i was just looking for friendship i was just looking for acceptance so i was generally a doormat and people quote and unquote abused that with me the you know how when people can see that look this person lacks any self-esteem and they abuse that uh, thing that oh don't mind her she's just looking for somebody to be friends with. and then they the more they pushed me away the more i tried to be closer to them i used to hold friendships very tight I would hold you tight no matter what you did to me i wanted to hold on to you just so i could have some form of acceptance some form of affection that i lacked at home because i nobody said um nobody said uh what's the word nobody said affectionate words to me nobody said oh you are good as you are nobody said oh you're doing well another way at home is that one I don't know i think that must have affected my academics also because i wasn't doing well in school so i was always being punished for my academics so let me give you this scenario i was in the boarding house with my aunt in akure and every single term holiday would come home there will be a family meeting on my on my issue 
why my aunt will say that i was giving her too much trouble and that she doesn't want me to go with her anymore my dad will sit down my mom will sit down they were separated they had been separated long ago but they would come to this meeting and my mom my aunt will insist that she doesn't want me anymore my dad will say if i don't go with her i was not going to go to school anymore that would go and learn a trade i wanted to go to school so i was always begging to be sent to school so i was in a situation that was not happy for me but i was always begging to go back to that situation because that was the only way i could be educated at least that was the that was the that was the the impression i was given another thing one of the things i recall most growing up in as a teenager was ridicule there was constant ridicule for me those who things i said those who were supposed to be loved ones yeah yes yes my aunts my cousins my older ones there was constant ridicule if i expressed how i felt everybody burst into laughter and it was not a good laughter i recall a particular one i think i had a bad malaria that year my grandmother had died so they felt my grandmother spoiled me but I, I was only sure. So I had a bad malaria that year, and they were telling me, asking me to discover it. So I was telling them, oh, that I was feeling dizzy, and every one of them, without, um, without uh, all of them, just burst into laughter, and it was a laughter of mockery. So it's that was all I had growing up as a teenager. So, but interestingly i never looked for love in men or anything but i was always looking for friends to talk to uh, if anybody extended any little friendship to me i grabbed it with both hands without discerning and i wanted to share i wanted to talk to someone unfortunately when i share with someone this same person will go and report to the people who are ridiculing me and ridicule continue. So that was what I experienced growing up. That must have been a very tough, tough one. Right? Yeah, it was. So how long did this continue? It was very tough because, okay, uh, okay. I, I, I had zero self-esteem because that made me have zero self-esteem. So I was always, I I never aspired to, aspire to anything good. I was like, I felt a mediocre, a mediocre life was good enough for me. And I think that also affected a lot of the other relationships I had. Even as a young adult and growing older, it affected until a period in time, I'm sure we'll talk about that eventually, but it affected a lot of things in my life. Okay. Now, um, even when you came, I don't know what time or what age you came to know Jesus Christ, did that not change that whole stuff? Did it not change it? No, no, it did not at that okay. time. At, absolutely not. Because um, I gave my life to Christ in 1991. I was 16 years old. I was in secondary school. I still recall. I was in Body House in Federal Gomez College, Akure. I recall that the, um, the members of the chapel then did a play it was a play about uh, idols or something um about uh, how maybe they are giving you fetish things to use and i recall my mother used to give me so that made me give my life to christ that time but my idea of god was that oh i didn't have idea of god as love i had mm. idea of god as the sovereign one the ultimate one the one that if you don't want to go to hell you need to align with him and you must if you do anything you are in trouble mm. so i had to i stayed in line so that i would not get into trouble with god that was all well, i had was, that was, was all no, i knew there was and no controlled love me for a long time you did not know the love of god there was no love of god to it there was no you know the relationship 
I probably read it in the Bible. But the experience wasn't there. I knew, yeah, there was no love in relationship with God, what I had with God. Interesting. No, so I knew it. I read it in the Bible. I heard it preached to me. I knew it in my head, but I didn't know it in my heart. Interesting. So because all right. I had no template to to refer to. I had no example to see, to walk with. So the only example, so even when they said the love of God in the Bible, I still had the idea that, oh, this is what the love looks like because that was the only experience I had. Mm. That was all I knew. I didn't know any better. Mm. So from what you're saying now, it's possible to come into Christ, hear the message of love, even preach love, uh, read about love and talk about it and yet not know it experientially absolutely absolutely it's about when the bible talks about uh i think knowing the power of god but not experiencing it yeah form of godliness so yeah so it's form of god so so it's form of love but no it's there's no experience thereof because right now my belief is that there's a part that i think jesus says something about if the if you have you have not seen god yet to say you love him but the human beings that you see you don't love them how do you want to see how would you want to love the god that you don't see so that's the experience i had no um templates to work with i had no experiential knowledge about the real love so whatever they were preaching i could only put it in the template of my experience and that was what i was working with for several years not even among the the brethren you know the fellowship folks and all that <laughs> well when i got to uh, i first went to Ogupoli. i was with the christian union mm. i went to uni like christian union and you know we preached yeah. fire and brimstone mm. <laughs> and um if you sing you are publicly disciplined if anything happens you are doing that you did that and so let me share one experience with you there was this um when i was in Ogumpoli, there was this i call them jim jim brother <laughs> this supposedly well knowledgeable brothers in the fellowship and Highly spiritual he was um he had you know a lot of scriptures highly spiritual but what they did in secret was different so there were some inappropriate things done not uh, uh, there was no um, sexual or anything but a lot of inappropriate um, things going on cha. eventually the fellowship leaders found out and even though I didn't do anything wrong I still carried the guilt for one year for one full year I could not pray because I felt I had sinned and God wouldn't, was not going to accept me anymore. So that was my template of love. I'm talking about, I was about 2021 this time round. So that was all I knew. That was all I had. So, so and on a funny note, even the fellowships that I attended, we were wary of any fellowship that had the name love in them because we felt that they were not real. That was that's the funny part of it. Oh, it, it. It seems to me like when there is a deficiency of the love of God, the true love of God, even when somebody is offering the way you see, you you might you might reject it or repel it, and you seem to want to be attracted to those places that validates love the way you know it with all the pushing down and putting down and all those things and just confirm oh this love like i understand it yeah yeah yes so exactly how exactly. did the how did the journey of change start for you where did this change to the very very proud arrogant full of love person that oh god love me respect you know i know how she's she, she, i you know people call me let me i've told her before I have to call me and say, Pastor Nee, what's going on with monica you, you know because maybe some people knew you when you were there. 
the 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 daughter of the god who had brimstone and fire you always know but when you when you came to that place where you accept you, you just know that i'm well accepted in the beloved not because of what i've done or what i've not done or what just loves me it gives some form of liberty and sometimes people are not comfortable with that so when did that journey start for you and how is it yes okay i'll give you i'll tell you something that happened um last week i was driving my son to school and he made a statement he said mommy how did you get to be so kind and i was like wow are you sure i'm kind but i was like i had to go through pain so how did this journey to become somebody who is so aware of abba's love that she's no she's fully accepted that nothing can separate her i with the same mindset of god being like that i got married i got married had my child then the marriage was full of pain and i still had the mindset that look you must stay in there this is your cross you have to carry it for several years but i was dying slowly inside can i make you pause i was dying because slowly you see you now jump to somewhere yes. i wanted to go to so let's backtrack a little bit since you've gone there. yes i do <laughs> let's backtrack a little bit since okay. you've gone there did yes did you understand love the way you understand it now before going to marriage or you went into marriage with absolutely that, not with that big absolutely not i was still that person okay looking for i was love. still that person yes i was looking okay. for love i was looking for acceptance yeah i was looking for i just wanted to have something of my own and i thought marriage is what would give it to me so any which way i would get it i was looking to remove my shame and reproach because i was told that i was not married at 30 something there must be something wrong with me i kept hearing that i heard that from church people I heard that from family. I heard that from friends supposedly who are believers also. I'll give an example why I said I heard that from. In in 2005, I wanted to register for an online PhD. And a friend who loves me said to me, no, don't do the PhD now. Because I feel it's because you're not married. That's why you want to do the PhD. Be married first before you do the PhD. And I listened to her and I was like, oh, you should probably chase me anyway, so to speak. So that was what I had. I felt, oh, I needed to be no self-esteem, but I, I, I felt I needed to remove the reproach. So I went into marriage with that mindset. Unfortunately, the ex that I had also had his own issues. So it was... Um, was a disaster from the beginning. Colliding with So we go back to that place where you seem to pull this thing. There's this it seemed to pull it's like a force that pulls all the the things that validate that position to you. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So you seem exactly. to pull the same kind exactly. of person in validate there. Validate that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so it is what I had in me that I was attracting. I was attracting okay. such people. I was attracting, oh, good girl. She's such a good girl. So anything we give to her, she will take it. Whatever we offer her, she will take it. So that was what happened. And funny enough, not even come to this realization, even in the marriage, it took the marriage breaking down. And so totally broken down and off its rockers for me to realize that look god loves me period it's not about what i do it's not about what i don't do he loves me he loves me so deeply that that is you know the scripture that says that nothing can separate us from the love of christ tribulation this one sin no matter what you do 
you are loved you are just loved and that is exactly what i'm teaching my son the reason i love you is because i love you it's nothing to do with what you do or anything and i'll let you know how that conversation goes in our home one day he came he said mommy what is is there anything i can do that will make you stop loving me i said there's absolutely nothing you can do that will, that will make me stop loving you he said are you, are you sure he said yes he said, what if i destroy the whole world i said well by the time we destroy the whole world there'll be no reason to nobody will be available to love anymore <laughs> so <laughs> you know i changed it to what if i destroy two continents i said well i will still love you <laughs> so he's always coming to me for that reassurance and i understand it and so i give it to him all the time i said look it's not about your academics it's not about what you do i will give you everything you need to do but my love for you is totally unconditional unconditional whether you are upsetting me whether you are annoying me whether you are disobeying me my love does not change and that i can only do that because i have experienced i can express that that is the way god loves me it's absolutely nothing i can do in this world that will make god to stop loving me so when you got born again at age 16 1991 you did not know that he loved you like that at that point when did you get and how this person of love when did you finally come to that expression knowledge that he loved you irrespective i know you said uh it took after the marriage collapsed you know but what exactly uh brought you to that place of realization what happened at that time i don't know what when the time was that didn't happen years back what exactly was it so so that people will know was it just zoom god just came to your spirit once so that somebody that is hearing you now will know that maybe i need to open up some spirit of god or is there something that's <laughs> okay so it, 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 i can't say is something in particular okay it was okay so i'll i'll give you an experience I'll, I'll tell you what happened after um the separation in 2016 for a year plus i felt suicidal i was outwardly happy everybody thought oh she's finally free but for more than a year i would wake up and find tears in my eyes i was weeping from inside my sleep days that i couldn't understand I, that i this marriage is something i had desired from a young age i thought it was the fulfillment of all the things i've gone through i thought marriage would be a reward for all the pain i went through as a teenager that was the idea i had i thought marriage should be that i should have the best my since i went through that so i felt that i needed to be rewarded for all the things i've gone through foolish me then <laughs> so, you sure that day by day <laughs> yes yeah that's the thing a lot of women i don't know about men who have gone through issues as teenagers and stuff believe that marriage a good marriage should be a reward for what for as a compensation for the pain they have gone through it's not it's not yes, gender person. sensitive you see this thing is not gender sensitive Whoever exactly exactly so <laughs> but i feel i i i feel i feel maybe probably women maybe because of the society we are in women feel it more women especially christian women women in pentecostal circle they feel it more they feel that oh this is a reward because you are told keep yourself uh pure don't talk to men anyhow don't befriend men too much so that um they don't friend zone you don't smile too much at them so that they don't think you are easy so you feel although you hear that message every day at sisters um, fellowship oh this is what you should do don't smile too much with the brother so that you don't think you are easy don't do this also. so you feel that oh by the time you finally get the marriage ah what a reward Blind, i finally two, got him to, to heaven on earth in marriage exactly 
which is totally false. <laughs> so day by day, I kept realizing that look, this marriage is over. And every day I kept going to God, God, I'm dying. Hold me, keep me. And I could feel him comfort me every day, holding me close. Then he started bringing friends my way. Friends I didn't know I needed. And I saw the way they are. And I saw that, look, God loves them. Uh-uh, if God loves them like this, then God must definitely love me too. And then that was when, I can't say this is one day that the liberty came. It was a process. So some form of internal conversations started. Conversations, yes. Okay. And then opportunities that kept showing up relationships that kept showing up um things that just kept and then you see a, a circumstance like oh this happened and it was gradual and like you said i started living in liberty of it and it is exhilarating it's to know that look this love is available for me this is there's this song i don't know whether it's carrie jobe that sang it or one musician the i don't remember the lyrics but the image that the lyrics gives give to me gives to me is that a father loves his child so much that he's willing to dip his hand into his own heart and bring it out for the child and say this is how much i love you and if somebody can do that and then when we read the story of the prodigal son in the bible despite all the son did the father was daily watching outside for him. Is my son coming back? When is he coming back? There's another part that somebody, I don't know where I read it from, that if you know Jewish history, you will know some of the things that the father did was totally against their culture. A Jewish man does not run on the road. But it was recorded that as soon as the father sighted the son coming, he ran towards him to go and accept him. He didn't let him talk. He just embraced him in his love because he knows that he has suffered enough. He's not going to beat him on the head with the suffering he's had. So every day, every day, I I see that. And then with my son, saying, if I can love my own son, I'm only human. I can love my son with the way I love him. How much more my Heavenly Father? And that has helped me every day. If my son upsets me, I love him. If he breaks my love, most lovely place, I still love him. If he does anything, nothing changes the love I have for him. So that's how I. Okay. So like let I me said, it wasn't a, it wasn't a sudden epiphany. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an, an angel wasn't an, came. An event. It was the process. Okay. No, it wasn't an event. It was a process. Okay. Beautiful. All right. When people hear love being spoken of like this they feel that oh uh, people take god for granted you can sin god loves you you can mess up god loves you your son can slap you in the face you love him your son can tear everything the house spin the house bring break the car windscreen and you love him is that what you're talking about no, not at all. Okay. What I'm talking about is that understanding this love frees you to live well. And understanding this love also lets you, guides you to ensure that you don't want to hurt the person that loves you this much. That is it. So it's two ways. Understanding that this person loves you this much it gives you liberty you can talk you can do but it also lets you know that look i wouldn't do anything to hurt somebody that loves you i give you an example of how my son demonstrates that to me sometimes i cook something that he doesn't like and i'm like did you like it it's okay so maybe a few days later i'm like i'm going you didn't eat this thing say eh well i didn't want to hurt your feelings that's why i didn't say that i didn't like it so he loves me and he knows that he doesn't want to hurt my feelings so that is what i'm talking about so this love 
it frees you it also guides you so it's it's not is it's not giving you freedom to do anything but it frees you from the shackles of societal expectation a divorce mind not supposed to laugh too much because <laughs> she has the weight of the no world on her head she has no shame <laughs> A single mother should not be too happy. She has too much work to do. Mm. The child of a single parent should not be seen amongst the court. It's a lie. My child will be the best in his field when that time comes. So that is what I mean. But it guides me that, oh, God loves me so much. And I would not do, if I love somebody, I don't want to do anything to hurt them. So that is what it means. It's not about freedom to do. And also it says that, even even because we are human even when you sin you don't run away you come back to this person that loves you because we are human we will make mistakes yeah. knowingly or we will even open our eyes and say look god this one i'm doing you i want to do it i know you don't like it, but for now let me do it now but you know that you will still come back and say god okay i did it i'm sorry Mm. and you know that you are accepted so that mm. is what mm. you know apostle paul's book uh, was talking about he says the love of god constrains us and constrain yes. means it's it reigns you in it's not as if you can't do it but like you said because of my love for this person i love this person so much that i don't want to hurt the person i don't want to do something that will bring the person shame and all that now let me take it another way growing up for you those who are supposed to be custodians of love beats you rebuked you and all those things now that you understand this love does it mean that the people that beat us and rebuke us and all that does it mean that they are not people that show love that they're not loving us and all that no 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 it's just their own understanding of what love should be okay and it's also based on their own experiences okay it's based on their own experiences so it's a it's a vicious cycle this is what they understand love to be and they give it to another person until you are ready to now break that cycle it would continue because if i had not gotten to a place of understanding god's love properly it is the way i was raised i will be raising my child so do you discipline your child oh yes i do do you beat your child no not physically like that you beat him i believe that um but there are physically beating is 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 violence yes but there are consequences to every action okay. i take privileges away from him okay. if he does something that he does something okay you know this is what you have done and these are the consequences for him and he knows okay and these are consequences that we have agreed before so it is a natural progression okay. and that's what i regard as discipline this is what i understand most times when parents beat children it is to solve their own anger not to discipline the child mm. because discipline is taken from disciple and what is disi disciple teaching someone I, I make a statement that you have no right to punish a child for something you have not taught him to do if you have not told him that lying is not allowed in this house if he lies you have no right to punish that child for it because if you have not agreed that these are the parameters for and everybody will push boundaries so that's my own belief okay so when parents beat and everything is based on their they are trying to um solve their own feelings and their anger they are not actually providing discipline for that child you've told us a lot of those things and uh, maybe i'm privileged to have snapshots of the different times you know the different so I can say, I knew Monica at this point, I knew Monica at this point, I knew Monica when she was single, I knew when she was married, I knew when she was going through the headaches of marriage, I knew when she crashed your marriage, I know this, I know this, I know this. 
Now, one of the meanings, one of the different uh, things we spoke about love is um, a Greek a Greek word called philusia. Philusia, and I'm not Greek. I've said that before. P h i l a u c i a, and the word is love for self. Love for self, which brings self worth, self esteem, and all that. Uh, for me, you know, maybe I just throw in some of those groups that you went through as, as, a, as an earlier Christian, I went through some of those things. It was the concept that was not really, it was kind of alien. Yeah, it's okay to love God. It's okay to love people and love your neighbor, but yourself, no, 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 no. For you. Yes. But, you know, from what you've said again and uh, what I've experienced with life, myself and other people, there is a lot that starts with the first way you, the best way you experience the love of God is how it affects you. It it's, it's builds your self-esteem, it builds your morale, it helps you know, like I said earlier, you are well experienced with the love. And I think when you when you come up to that place in yourself, it makes you a better person. It makes you love and accept you better. Is this something you experienced? Oh yes, yes, very much. So there's something I tell tell people. I said that after my marriage ended, I was newly introduced to myself. I didn't know myself. Mm. I knew the moniker that the society wanted me to know. I knew the moniker that. Um, the family wanted me to know. I knew the money care that the church that I belonged to wanted me to know. I didn't know money care herself. I had to be introduced properly to myself. And every day as I got introduced to myself, I was like, oh, I actually like this thing. No, I don't like this thing. And I began to fall in love with, my, with myself. And that is the word. Every day I'm falling in love with myself more and more. And then the more I fall in love with myself, the more it frees me to love other people and be kind to other people. Because the way to show love to other people is true kindness. There's this song that I said I'm not singing again. It's a, it a Sunday school rhyme. You know that song that say J O Y J O Y. I know what it means. Jesus served yourself last others in between. I said, no, it is wrong. <laughs> you can't do that love yourself first <laughs> that's the only way you can't love others when you have not loved yourself if you claim to love others why you don't love yourself that's hypocrisy and that is actually low self-esteem mm. so you need if you because how do you loving yourself is choosing yourself when you choose yourself you choose your well-being choose your mental health you choose your emotional health you choose your physical health and spiritual health when all that is well done and you are a total person then you can now let it flow out because you cannot give what you don't have how do you give love when you don't have it in you so every day i fall in love with myself and that is why i can express it to other people so if we look at your hurt quotients, your propensity to be hurt and pain and all that. Uh, which one is, it be is better now? The new version of you or the old version of you? Who who gets hurt more? Uh, who got hurt more? Who forgives more? The old version or new version? So let's talk about the hurt first. You, the, old the, version got, the old version got hurt more because it was, yeah. she was very sensitive. She was super overly sensitive okay but the new version i was telling a friend like two weeks ago i said i used to be such an angry person i used to be such an angry person but every day i see myself i just how does this shift my universe it doesn't shift my universe let it go and i forget um, this new person is more forgiving She's more forgiving of herself. She's more forgiving of herself. Then she's able to forgive other people. So it's like it's a better deal when you actually truly 
experience, embrace, encounter, and live in the reality of God's love for yourself, them for yourself and ultimately for other people. Yes, absolutely. Because by the time, if 10 people are gathered and each of them love themselves deeply as God wants them to love themselves, that flows out to each other and then they can connect with that love quote-unquote that energy connects them and they are able to be kind to each other mm. and to mm. other people in the society and that is the most important i say a lot of things happen in the society is because people don't love themselves because they love themselves there are things they would not do i'm driving on the road a downfall hits me and takes my bumper out is it worth my time? I look at my time and the energy and how much will it cost me to talk to uh, my mechanic or back? Please fix this back for me. I just come out, look at it, and I go off. It is not worth it. That is self-love. Self-love. So that's okay. the kind of thing I'm talking about. Okay, so I put you on the stage. You have to talk to the whole world. You're talking to the world and people are dealing with all sorts when it comes to love closing statements what will you have to tell them i'll tell them that look before you can love others and to love god get introduced to yourself know yourself i don't know whether one of the philosophers that said it man know thyself because how do you love somebody that you don't know you, which is why, quote unquote, I don't believe in love at first sight. I believe in attraction. <laughs> but to truly love, you need to know the object of your affection. And you need to know what are your desires, not what the world is saying. What do I like? How do I like to spend my time? How do I like to live my world? Somebody was asking me the other day, what exactly do you want? I said, I don't want to be a billionaire. I want to live a quiet life. I want to be assured of my future. I want to be assured that I can send my son to a school that I can afford. I don't want to send my son to the biggest, but something I can afford and live a comfortable life. So know what you want. To other people, they are very ambitious. They want to be billionaires and everything, but that is fine for them. And they will love themselves that way. But know yourself, love yourself. That's what I will tell them. Thank and you, I would also like to add that before you invite another person to share your life know yourself before you invite somebody else either you are male or female know yourself love yourself before you invite somebody else to share in that life and it's not a matter of age or status or anything just know yourself and one of the things i've found out is that uh I, I, I don't know, I can talk about myself. I know I struggled with the low self-esteem thing, struggled with that self-identity thing. And uh, I tell you that I used to suffer from inferiority complex. But now I have another one, it's called superiority complex. <laughs> I just can't see any, I can't see any creature better than me. And you like it, you don't like it, it makes no difference. That's just where I'm saying yours, you know. And one of the things I found out that, you know, and that's what one of the things if you really, when you really throw up yourself open to God, I renew your mind. God knows you way beyond you know about yourself. And it just begins to, like you say, it just begins to open different layers of yourself. It just begins mm. to open different layers of yourself to you. Mm. I ask this question when I talk to people sometimes. I said, when Jesus told Peter to go to the lake when they needed to pay the tax money, to go to the river, get a hook and cut the fish, and in the mouth of the fish, you see a gold coin. I asked people, did the fish know that he had a gold coin in the mouth? So let me ask you, did the fish know he had a gold coin in the mouth? Probably didn't know. Most likely didn't know, but Jesus knew. And Jesus knows the gold, the treasure, the special things in you. And sometimes you look at yourself as ordinary, you look at yourself, but God knows that, listen, that my son, that my daughter has something that can pay the way out for millions and billions of people. I just need to draw close to him, open mm -hmm. up to him, and it just begins to bring those beautiful things out, out. of all of us. And I awesome. thank God for 
the beauty he has brought out of you and is still bringing in you and i want to say thank you so much for uh opening up thank you for making this engaging uh for having me we will still be following up and see how this story will keep unfolding i have an idea uh <laughs> Jeremiah 29 11 i know the thoughts i think of towards you they are thought of peace and not of evil, evil. beautiful wonderful those are god's thoughts and i trust god that will be yes that's what's going to be for you your son Amen. and the many many things god you're, you're trusting god for the new marriage i mean so the person that marry you yes. now is obviously married a different person totally different person totally it's marrying a in fact, a totally different person. Because I can't even say a better version. He's a totally different person. He's marrying so, a, a crazy, beautiful, oh, loving, fun, okay. fun and silly person. So let them know. <laughs> so we'll leave that discussion for another time. Yes, we will. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Thank you so much, All everybody, right. for joining have us. Have a lovely weekend. Please put your comments, whatever it is you have. I would love to hear it. If you have questions I can't answer, you know, we'll send it to her. She'll be too happy to answer. So yes, thank you very much. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your evening and God bless you. Enjoy your weekend. Bye. Bye. Wow. Praise God. I'm sure you've learned a few lessons from our discussions this evening. I'm putting in perspective with everything we've learned throughout the months. I'm sure you know that love really conquers all and love the power of love never ends and my prayer for you is that the same god who did the life of monica will do it in your life in jesus name before we go off completely this evening i want us to pray together father i pray for all my listeners or those watching wherever they may be whatever the time may be at this time i pray in the name of jesus that your love will flood their hearts in the name of jesus I pray they will experience the power of love that is stronger than death, that is stronger than sin, that is stronger than our past in the name of Jesus. And whatever the hold of the past have on anybody, whether it be childhood experiences, experience of failures of the past that have made them look down on themselves, develop all sorts of complex or other behaviors. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that right now that hold is broken in the name of Jesus. May the love of God usher you into a new life, a new beginning, a new level of peace and joy and victory in the name of Jesus. May the love of God calm your hearts. May it send out every form of fear in the name of Jesus. May you experience the grace and compensation of God from today on in the name of Jesus. God bless you. May God keep you and have a wonderful night. Rest in Jesus' name.